Welcome to Side Effects with an A. When effect is normally used, it's a noun. It's already occurred. Effect is a verb meaning action. Action influences outcomes. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. We will provoke you to think differently. Side Effects, where problems are defined, solutions exposed. Welcome to Side Effects. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. How are you today? Well, normally I'm great, but today I'm not so great. <laughs> My kids frustrated me this morning before work, and it's uh, one of those things when you have teenagers. So. Now, are they driving to school or are you driving them? Oh my them? gosh, no. If they could drive, I think that things would be so much easier. They're not old enough yet, and um, they think they are old enough to, to run the world, and they forget that they're freshmen in high school and 14 years oh, old. Oh, you're really smart when you're a freshman. Oh, my gosh. And and I have gone way, way down on the IQ scale. So I didn't realize I could lose so much knowledge in just a few short months. But, yes, yeah, so I'm sure it'll all be fine, and I'm not the first person to take this journey, and I'm not the last, but little frustrated this morning. Could they feel your frustration, Anne? Um, they could hear my frustration, nice. and so I'm not super proud of mom's behavior nice. this morning, but there it was. All I can do so is... So you drop them off at school? Dropped them off, yep. You're not one of those moms that asks for a kiss, Oh, gosh, no, yeah. not at this age, no. I mean, I'm lucky if I get a goodbye before the door slams, so... Gotcha. Yeah, it's one of those things. So there's there's a lot of things that can be frustrating in life, though. One of those things we're going to talk about today, aren't we? Prescription drug cost. Yeah. A lot of stuff in the news, uh, especially uh, the debacle with EpiPen and the cost. How does the cost of an EpiPen go from $80 to $600 over two or three years? Uh, and um, there's also a lot of reference points of a lot of other manufacturers that have had significant impact. Uh, increases in brand name drugs. Right. And it's just the lack of transparency in that industry is, uh, it's just dysfunctional. It's really crazy. And that my son actually has food allergies. And so we have to have EpiPens everywhere. So I'm, I fill that prescription and get four of them once a year. It's so <laughs> expensive. Now, do you remember when it was less than $100? It uh, it was never less than 100 okay. So, you know, my, my son's 14. He, I've been buying him since he was four. And, and maybe it was, and I just didn't notice, right? I didn't get angry until it started to be a couple of hundred dollars. And then the last time I went, they're like, it's going to be a thousand something or other on an HSA. And I was like, oh, what? What? I'm like, I, what? You, you, you can't not get them, right? It was unbelievable. Do you think the evolution of HSA? So obviously, if you have an HSA, you're paying the per, the the first. Let's say, just say three thousand dollars. Right. So back in the day, we all had copays: ten dollar copay for generic, twenty brand, fifty, and just unpack that from there. So there was a there was a period in time for decades where none of us cared what stuff cost. Well, we didn't know. I'm not sure we didn't care. Uh, we didn't know, and because we didn't know, we didn't care. Right. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, and then suddenly. With the exposure to what drugs cost, people are like, I'm not taking that, or I can't afford to buy that, or they're just mad. They buy it, and they're just mad. Yeah, we had uh, actually another example of a topical cream for cancer that four years ago was $1,600. Same manufacturer, same brand. That drug today is $24,000. Oh, my God. $24,000. It's unbelievable. You know, one of the things that, you know, we would encourage our listeners to, to, to look at is their own prescription drug report. Do you even understand what's happening inside your plan? Right. And I, I'm guessing that, that most employers don't. Um, 
again, not because they, they don't care, but because they either don't know how to get the information, it's never been provided to them, they don't even know what questions to ask. So let's just talk about the transparency and the pharmacy piece. I mean, for employers that that are large, that get claims reporting or that self-funded and get claims reporting, they understand their medical claims. They're used to seeing those. The pharmacy just comes as a bulk number, typically. Maybe there's a little bit of detail once a quarter or every six months. But does anyone really understand? Well, and it's such a small cost? portion of the healthcare dollar. Right. You know, for uh, for a long period of time, it was two to four, six percent of your spend. Right. You know, now we're thinking 15, 20 percent of the spend. Right. And headed to 30. It's a big deal. And then in the pharmaceutical industry, I mean, in their defense, they've done um, significant strides in saving lives, reducing inpatient stays. Right. So this isn't just poking the bear in one direction. No. I mean, the quality of life that people can have living with a chronic illness has greatly improved with drugs that that are biosimilar, drugs that are have good efficacy and work. Um, so I think that we want to be sure that we're saying we don't think that people should stop taking prescription drugs that are keeping them healthy and or alive. We're talking about, when we talk about drug reduction, we're talking about lifestyle drugs that people can change their behaviors to undo that. But when we talk about the cost of drug, we're just talking about it on all levels. Yeah, I think even historically. So just for our listeners, um, in the United States, we spent $360 billion in prescription drugs. That's a lot of money. That's unbelievable. What blew me away was last year, if you normalize mail order. So if I take a mail order drug, I get a 90-day supply in the mail. If we normalize that, we took 5 billion prescriptions. Right. We had that. That's how many were filled. Yeah. And, and for the most part, people take them. So that's 115 billion pills. That's, that's, a lot. that's a lot of pills. Right. Per person in the United States. Would you say it's excessive? It's unbelievable. And when you think about that, if you divide that out and you average it out over each person, uh, I, I'm not taking any. So if you think about how many other people are taking, that's even worse. Yeah, I'm not taking any either. Right. So there's about 7 billion people that live on the planet. So here's a reference point. We take 115 billion pills. We have 330 million. So we take we have less than 5% of the world's population. And, and we consume of the drugs. 75% of all the drugs manufactured yeah. on earth. Right. It's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. And we're paying for it. Right. And which it, is part of the reason why we wanted to talk to our listeners today, just about the transparency of that transaction. Because it's, quite frankly, it's, it's perverted. So it doesn't, it doesn't behave like, uh, like any transaction. And as dysfunctional sometimes as the healthcare transaction is, and we unpack that for our clients and for our listeners. The prescription drug transaction is actually more archaic than that. Right. And let's be clear here. There's more than one issue defined in what we're talking about. One issue is why on earth are we taking so many drugs in the United States? We're not talking about that today. That's for another episode. Yeah. What we're talking about today is we purchase those drugs. Do we even know what we paid for them or do we know if they were priced effectively in what we would presume is free market of economy with good transparency. Yeah, I think for our listeners, for employers too, I mean, I'm all for capitalism and entrepreneurship. I mean, it's what drives this country. It's what started this country. I mean, we all have to make a profit. It's important. McGowan Brabender makes a profit. Right. We Even hope our clients make profit. Right. And when they do that, they invest back in their people, back in the community. Uh, and I understand that. And I'm very sensitive to it. And I'm passionate about it. 
It's just the dysfunction in this transaction. So, for example, for our listeners, if I'm an employer and I'm self-funded, I'm going to pay an insurance company to pay my claims. Got it. I get a fee. I understand that fee. If one of my employees goes and gets a prescription drug and it's a $300 drug and I pay for that, I think that's the transaction. I paid the administrator to pay the claim. I paid $300 for the drug. What people don't understand is the amount of money that goes underneath the counter, that goes back to the pharmacy, back to the PBM, which stands for Pharmacy Benefit Manager, that goes back underneath the counter to a variety of different sources. Uh, it's just, it's blatantly wrong. Right. And, and I'm saying, I, I'm not sure that we would make a different choice. I, I don't really know. I mean, you'd still want your employee to get that drug. You'd still pay your claims. But don't you want to know where that money's going, Right. And if you knew where the money was going, maybe you'd have a different choice. Yeah, and there's a better way to do it. Right. Completely better way to do it. So just like us as consumers, we didn't have the knowledge to care when we had a $10 copay. So as employers, we have reporting on our prescription drug. The issue is how intentional we are about looking at that. Do we care? Right. Does our broker care? Does our consultant care? Right. Are they unpacking that information for us to show us? Is there a different way to buy prescription drugs? Yeah. And if, if, for the most part, most of the employers in this region, in Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, most of the employers that aren't large publicly traded companies um, are probably not purchasing drugs through a contract direct, right? Their contract's probably not direct with that pharmacy benefit manager. They're probably just leasing, for lack of a better term, or renting from the carrier. So, for example, if you're insured with an Anthem, a United Healthcare, a Cigna, an Aetna, any of the large commercial carriers, you've got their contract that they've negotiated. So you might not even be able to get the information to yeah, make so these decisions. It's not your contract. Exactly. So for our listeners, there's really three big players in this, in this market. There's uh, CVS, uh, Express Scripts, and then Optum. Right. So those are the big drivers. Those are the pharmacy benefit managers, exactly. so the PBMs. That could be uh, that could be a different ID card in your wallet or purse, or it could be just snapped onto your current ID card. Right. But historically, it's not a an Anthem drug card, and it's not a United Healthcare drug card or a Medical Mutual. We're doing business probably eighty five percent of the time with those three vendors. Right. And the issue for employers is: Do you understand how your contract works inside that plan? Do you understand that? Because us as consumers, uh, and e even as entrepreneurs, we, we get the issue of volume. I mean, if I come to you with a million members, my, my gut is I'm going to pay less. Right. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. But the, the uncertainty uh, in these transactions is, is pretty alarming. Right. And so, you know, let's just talk for a quick second about how drugs are priced, right? There's, there's a cost to drugs. When drugs are first introduced, the research and development is baked into that cost. So that gets thrown in there. Um, when drugs are priced, they're priced based off something called AWP, or average wholesale price, which is a, a discount, right, from the list price. So anyone who's bought or sold stock in the open marketplace, you'll know that the stock price adjusts throughout the course of the day based on who's selling and who's buying and who's hedging. Drug prices are sort of the same. The price of the drug can move around based on that average wholesale price. What your contract gives you is a discount from AWP. So you could get a bigger discount with one PBM versus another for the same drug, potentially. 
The other thing that goes into setting the price of a drug is where does it come from? How many manufacturers are there? The fewer the manufacturers, the more expensive it is. So there's single source drugs that are really expensive. There's multi-source drugs. Then there's our, our drugs that have fallen off patent that are produced by lots of people. So the definition of the drug is really important because some drugs might be called single source, but there could be four manufacturers. So they're not getting as big of a discount as, as they should because they've misclassified them. So that's the type of thing that we, you, you, most people don't understand about how a drug is priced. We know how stock is priced, right? Um, but we can't understand how drugs are priced. It's very complicated. Well, and it starts with the manufacturer. So the manufacturer manufactures the medication. And then actually, um, it's purchased by a wholesaler. Right. Right. And then the, the PBMs, so Express Scripts, Opti, they go and negotiate the, the price from the wholesaler, which then goes to the employer. So it's not a transaction from I go to CVS and I buy the drug and the employer pays the bill. There's only three people in line. There's actually six or seven people in line. Right. The pharmacy has to get paid. Correct. The health plan that has negotiated that pharmacy benefit contract on your behalf gets paid. There's so much money moving around, and that's what we want to talk about. Yeah. So from the cost of the medication, from the front end all the way through the back end, uh, based on some data that we've read and explored, uh, about 33% of the transaction goes underneath the table. That's what's available to employers to explore. Now, is all of it available? Absolutely not. Pharmacy has to make money. Uh, insurance companies have to make money. PBM has to make money. We, we get that. Right. 33% is just, it's just too much. But if we were in a room right now, I'd ask you to raise your hand if your net margin was 33%. And I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have very many hands go up from our business owners and CFOs. That would be nice margin. It would. It would be fantastic. What are we doing here? Yeah. No, I, we're just kidding. So there's a white paper out on healthierbirthdays.com. So it was a, a white paper that I wrote called Hood Robin. So obviously, I think we all know what Robin Hood is. Right. And kind of stole and gave to the poor and helped out society and this transaction. And I know it's a little let's just face it. It's it's abrasive, but it's the reverse of that. Right. Because during this transaction from EpiPen and some of the other manufacturers, the the uh, the young man that uh, was hauled into court, did the same thing with another manufacturer. Um, It is just it's ridiculous. And I know I was reading an article, and the CEO came out and said to the consumer, hey, consumers, this is not against you. This is against your insurance company. And I knocked on the door on social media and said, hey, wait like, wait a minute. Last time I checked, employers, employees, and taxpayers pay for health care, not insurance companies. Right. They're the conduit of that money. It's our money. It's a lot of finger pointing. And there's, I mean, there's big stakes here. It's big, big money. Um, at risk if this gets fully exposed, which it's beginning to, and people start to understand how it works. The economics behind drug costs is going to be exposed. It's going to take a while for everyone to understand it, but I believe that it's 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 going to they're going to fight it because there's big dollars at stake. So, Ann, we've got somebody interested. Let's say they're uh, uh, they have access to their claims information, and they're saying, okay, so how do I learn more? Right. So one of the things that we can do is do a PBM analysis right? and unpack that for them. So we look at the drug claims. We compare those to what you know, what'd you purchase. What are they available to purchase? At what price? What can we do in the contract? We want to look at that contract and pick it apart if we can. 
But if your contract is, if you're leasing it, renting it, or you've bolted up to one of the carriers, we can't get those details. It's proprietary. So all we can do is look at your drug spend and look at it under a contract if you purchase standalone, which is called a carve-out. That's when we can start to show you, wow, you paid X. These same drugs could have been at Y. It's significant. Well, on top of that, the discounts are, are huge. The rebates are just as big. Right. The, so, the fill costs. I mean, every time someone mm-hmm. fills a script, your plan's getting dinged. Fill, fill, fill. So, I mean, that can range three or four hundred percent price difference. And it's it's cents on the fill, but it, it still it adds up when you think about those staggering numbers of prescription drugs that are filled. Yeah. And I, so I think a lot of times people ask, well, if it's so easy, why isn't everybody doing this? So the transaction is normally insurance companies, in my opinion, have, have they've made this easy for us. I'm not picking on them, but as employers, we got into business to make a product and a service better every single day, not deal with healthcare costs. Right. But unfortunately, it's our money, so we've got like we've got to deal with it. Yeah. And and people like us care, so we get entered into that equation. So the fact that on my Anthem card, my United Healthcare card, my my. PBM is on that logo. Right, your drugs and your medical are together. Yeah, I mean, for our listeners that are, um, you know, born 1969 and 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 older, you'll remember that your medical and your drug were separate. You might not have even had a drug card, right? You'll remember that. But in the 90s, I think that's right. Correct me. It all started coming together. Let's just put it all together. We bundled it, and that made it super easy for employers. And super easy for their employees to which understand the benefits. Which made the transaction blind. Right. Which made access to increasing the prices just really easy to do. Right. And you always pay for convenience. There's no doubt. If you valet park your car, you pay more than if you park in the, you know, the commuter lot, uh, which I just can't stomach. But, you know... I think that what we're saying is you're paying too much for convenience in this particular case now. There's too much information available. There's too much technology available for us to continue what we have today. We can separate You know, one of the things those. we can put out on HealthierBirthdays.com is um, it's, it's kind of a sample test case. So if you're an employer with 100 employees, we have an analysis that would kind of compare your current program against three different options, CVS, Caremark, uh, or uh, CVS, Express Scripts, and Optum. Optum. Uh, there's an analysis for a group of 250, one for 500, and one for 1,000. So if you're curious about that transaction, it vets all three, and it'll give you a reference point in regards to your savings. We think the savings on average is between 15 and 22%. Mm-hmm. That's available on the table. Of the drug spend. So not only do you save that, but you also get transparency. You also understand how the contract works. Right. And uh, stay tuned for a further episode around PBM transactions and how this whole thing works. But the thing that we like about it is there's actually someone in the middle auditing all of those transactions. Right. You get to say, I don't understand this. Did, mm-hmm. Was this correct? And then if it's not, you you get it corrected. You get to understand what you have. And, I mean, there's a lot of tragedies in terms of healthcare and the cost of it today. One of the worst is paying for something that you don't even understand what you're getting. And that's, I think, what we're talking about when we talk about pharmacy. Well, it's costing employers a lot of money. Uh, And, you know, they say that the greatest enemy of knowledge is not ignorance. 
it's the illusion of knowledge. <laughs> it's true. We've all been there when we think we know something and we don't. Yeah, and so there's a lot of people that are in this airspace, in, in our space, that think they know what they're talking about when yeah. they're talking about prescription drug costs. Right. Uh, and they don't. So stay tuned to Side Effects. Yeah. I hope your day goes better, Ann. I know. Well, you know, we'll end on this. We started on it. We'll end on it. The illusion of knowledge is what my freshmen have right now. They think they're smarter than gotcha. they are. So it's really... <laughs> can I pick them up from really, school today? You are. You can keep them until Monday. Nice. Just drop them off at 8 o'clock. Yeah, I think I'll pass school. on that. Okay. Excellent. They're great kids. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> Have a good day. Thanks for listening and opening your mind. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach us at scott at healthierbirthdays.com. Or Ann at healthierbirthdays.com. We hope you'll join us next time on, on Side, Side Effects. Effects.